Hello there, entrepreneurs, dream makers, and small business titans. I'm Chip Schweiger, and welcome to this episode of the Entrepreneur's Accountant Podcast, where you get tips and tricks that can help you level up your company to build value and create a business that goes from seven figures to eight and from eight figures to nine. I'm a CPA in public practice who, for the last 27 years, has worked with some of the largest companies in America. But my real passion is in helping entrepreneurs and business owners like you, because you truly are the crown jewel of our economy. And today, we've got an interesting episode for you. But before I move on, be sure to sign up for email updates at my new website, www.entrepreneursaccountant.com to get exclusive content and tips that allow you to grow your business while enjoying the lifestyle you're entitled to. That's www.entrepreneursaccountant.com. So let's get to this week's show. So welcome to this week's episode. Uh, Let's start with a question I have for you. So have you ever struggled to identify a recurring revenue model that'll work for your business? And if the answer is yes, you're not alone. So let's talk this week about something really important. In fact, I think it could be transformational to your business. And that's how to create a recurring revenue model that appeals to your customers. So just to get level set, what is recurring revenue? Well, quite simply, it's a business model that gives you predictable revenues at regular intervals with a relatively high degree of certainty. So it's a product or service that your customers can keep purchasing on a predictable basis. And with this business model, you're able to generate income that's reliable and consistent month after month. It gives business owners that financial peace of mind that we're all searching for. And it's getting that fear of not making enough money out of the way so that you can focus on more important things like enhancing customer support and the user experience. So more to the point of the benefits of recurring revenue, I think that there are three primary and principal benefits. Benefit number one is revenue and cash flow. So following a recurring revenue model is a stable and predictable way of generating income for your business. It allows for a steadier stream of income than relying on one-off sales, and this results in an increased top line for your business. Recurring revenue can also help resolve any cash flow issues you might have, like unexpected costs. Because you can develop and stick to a reasonable budget, you know for sure that you'll earn a certain amount periodically. Benefit number two is its predictability and its stability. So if you have recurring revenue, your business cash flow becomes way more predictable. You can forecast revenue and expenses as far as months and some cases even years in advance. And this can really help you create and confidently allocate spending. And benefit number three is reduced risk and growth potential that comes with it. So if you rely on one-off sales, you're going to be exposed to lean months and you're going to experience sometimes peak months. And every entrepreneur knows this. But these income fluctuations can affect your growth potential. With recurring revenue, your business is exposed to less risk and you can seize more opportunities to grow. Now, most owners understand the benefits of recurring revenue, such as predictable cash flow and an increase in their company's valuation, but they struggle with where to start. Just changing your pricing from a one-time transaction to a smaller recurring fee does not make for a sticky subscription model that you want. So the first step of creating a recurring revenue model for your business really has nothing to do with billing platform and has everything to do with understanding your target customer. 
And the secret here is reimagining your business as a recurring revenue juggernaut. And you do that by niching all the way down. So for a recurring revenue model to retain subscribers, it needs to provide an outlandishly attractive value proposition to customers who agree to continue with the service over the long run. And that's really where the magic is. And in order to create this kind of delight, you have to find a pain point where a group of customers feels uniform. And that only happens when you niche way down. So for example, when Joey Raymer, the founder of a company called Super, moved to the San Francisco Bay Area, he purchased a home. And a lot, like a lot of us, he had previously been a renter and was surprised by the hassles of actually owning a home. And Raymer realized that everything from the ice maker in his fridge to the lighting in his backyard was susceptible to failing. So he decided to create a subscription model that would allow homeowners to pay one monthly fee in return for a mobile app where subscribers can summon a repair person to fix just about everything that could break down in a home. Now, in 2019, Raymer raised $20 million from investors who saw the opportunity in putting home repairs on a subscription basis. Raymer's first step in creating Super was actually not to put out his shingle as a home repair professional with a different billing model. Instead, he focused on niching down to a customer group with a common need. And to begin segmenting, he picked homeowners. Then Raymer went further and identified a subsegment of homeowners who are the, I guess we'll call them the not do-it-yourself types, as opposed to the do-it-yourself types. Now, some owners, homeowners are tinkerers and don't mind digging into the honeydew list every weekend. We see them at Home Depot, we see them at Lowe's, but Raymer knows that those weren't his people. Instead, he chose to focus on the sub-niche of homeowners that didn't want to hassle and surprises that come with homeownership. So let's look at another example. And this one's gonna be uh, more obvious to folks and it's really, and it relates to the company called Peloton. So Peloton is the fitness company that started with a souped up stationary bike basically, and now includes classes on everything from yoga to running because they've adopted a subscription model. Customers buy the bike or the treadmill and then they subscribe to Peloton's content package. To make Peloton subscriptions so sticky, they didn't just target people who wanted to get fit. Many of them were happy to go to a gym before the pandemic. Instead, they targeted relatively affluent people who were too busy to go to the gym. While the single 20-something sees a spinning class at his local gym, at least before the pandemic, as a chance to connect with like-minded people, Peloton knew that the 40-something mom with three kids often doesn't have the time to go to the gym. So they defined their target customer as relatively affluent fitness enthusiasts who don't have time to go to the gym, which I would call that a niche of a niche. And Peloton's share price in recently has more than tripled, partially due to the pandemic, yes, and also working from home, but also clearly due to the fact that they identified their ideal niche and put them on a subscription basis. And if you're stuck trying to come up with a recurring revenue model that'll work for your industry, segment your customers based on what makes them buy from you. Then determine if one of your niches has a recurring need for something that you sell. And instead of focusing all of your energy on the one-time sales, you really should be thinking about how you can create recurring revenue for your company. So today we'll be talking about some business ideas you can start cashing in on today, regardless of your industry, to make sure that you have regular 
reliable income. And there are really several ways to generate this recurring revenue for your business. Here are a number of simple ideas just to kind of get you started. So number one is create service plans or client retainer agreements. So service plans or retainer agreements are excellent for generating recurring revenue for business owners whose products or services require regular renewal. You can sell to your existing customers without the need for expensive advertising and marketing. Retainer agreements are great if your customers require your products or services on a regular basis. So think about that. For example, uh, there's a freelancer, Clay Mosley, and he grew his business to over $1 million a year and 20 employees by focusing solely on generating recurring revenue. Now, the way that you market this, this may include uh, social media marketing, blog writing, website and hosting maintenance, or email marketing. And you can also, with this, offer service plans for those long-term or other complex projects that tend to require a fixed number of hours from you each week. Number two idea, building a membership program. So a membership program lets clients sign on for ongoing access to a particular offering on a membership site. And here you can deliver content, build a community, or offer consulting services for a monthly recurring fee. So if you're in one of those businesses, this is a great way for you to, to do this. And with a membership site, you can deliver high quality content, build an engaged community, and offer coaching services while increasing your business's earning potential. What's more, you can choose services and or products that complement your business and sell them on your membership site. Instead of being a one-off sale, you can hold on to those repeat customers and subscribers who tend to stay for months and months. Now, customers, in my experience, are often willing to pay for access to specialized tools and personalized advice. And you can charge monthly or yearly for the routine services or information. And what's more, you can provide your customers with reliable and affordable support over time. And the great thing about membership programs is that they can encompass a wide range of niches. So if you're a freelance personal trainer, you can offer a 30-day fitness challenge to your member. If you're a content marketer, you can host recorded events, webinars, and conference calls. Uh, if you are a graphic designer, you can develop digital resources that only you share with your subscribers. Number three is creating and offering online courses as evergreen programs. So, so this is a pretty interesting one. Offering online courses as evergreen programs works similarly to the membership programs that we just talked about. And you can share your knowledge about a specific topic to paying students. The caveat here is that it can take a lot of time in, and a lot of effort in the beginning to get it set up. But after that, it really becomes what we call mailbox money. And this, the reason it takes so much time at the start is because you need to create the content, you need to crank out a marketing campaign, and you need to get the word out to your target customers. So think about if you're a digital marketer, for example, you can create courses on social media marketing, you can create courses on advanced SEO strategies, or you can create courses on email marketing. For designers, you could offer an introductory course on graphic design or advanced Adobe Illustrator techniques. And if you're a programmer, you can teach coding classes or the basics of web, web development. Basically, you have a lot of options here. And, you know, one of, the, one of the observations about this is people tell me, in fact, I had a lawyer tell me this the other day, he doesn't want to give away technical know-how for free. 
Well, I guess if you don't want to give away the technical know-how of your trade, maybe you can teach other freelancers how to run their business with freelancing course for beginners. So kind of an interesting take on that. Number four is very popular nowadays, and that's software as a service or SaaS offerings. So if you're a software company, you can generate recurring revenue by offering software in exchange for a monthly or annual subscription fee. And even tech giants like Adobe and Microsoft have now gone in this direction as opposed to their previous one-off selling strategy, and they get it. So if you have a piece of software, it's a great idea to sell it as a subscription product because you'll get, it'll give you more freedom, rather, and time to improve the software itself. And in doing so, you'll have a better grasp on what your clients really need so you can continue improving your offering. Generally, it's easier to sell SaaS to customers since they don't have to pay large upfront fees. That's just the psychology of buying. And you can also offer several options and the flexibility to upgrade subscriptions as your clients' businesses grow. Now, some examples of SaaS options that you can sell include customer relationship management systems, inventory management software, cloud-based storage solutions, and customer support management. Number five is physical product subscriptions. And much like the subscription service that we talked before, this is about physical products. So a physical product subscription, or which you may refer here referred to as a box subscription, is perfect for a business that naturally lends itself to mailing items out. It's also a great option for creative entrepreneurs who have access to niche communities. And we see a lot of this, and especially in the pandemic and working from home and people don't want to get out and shop uh, box subscriptions is really going through the roof. So the business the world over uses monthly boss, box subscriptions as client gifts, as employee gifts, or just plain personal enjoyment. And moreover, you can share your passions with your customer base and get paid for it. And who doesn't want to do that? So when thinking about what products to sell as subscriptions, ask yourself the following, what do you enjoy doing? What are you good at? What do you have experience in? But most importantly, what are people prepared to pay for and how can you make their life more convenient? And all you need to get started is to source the products in bulk at low prices, find a reliable order fulfillment and delivery platform, and do some creative marketing. And again, the cost may be a little bit high in the beginning, but once you get going, your revenue will start exceeding your expenses. There's a lot that you can sell through physical product subscriptions. What's important to note is that the products you include in your subscription boxes should be easily sourced, produced, packaged, and shipped to your customers. And that's important here to keep your costs down. The most popular items these days are snacks and specialty foods, skincare and cosmetic products, and art supplies. All right, number six is what I guess we'll call a peace of mind products and services. So your clients are most likely worried about one or more things. And as a business owner and a service provider, you can help alleviate their concerns and get paid for it. Now, this business model is ideal for companies that lean towards minimizing the problems and fears of their clients and, the, and those fears that those clients face. And for this, you'll need to identify your client's concerns, then devise a pitch that addresses them directly and offers the solution, which is your solution. So, for example, if you can offer a social media reputation monitoring service, you can also offer secure web hosting and maintenance or hacker protection. 
And number seven, the last one for today, if you like socializing, a private club may be right for you. It's for socializers, teachers, and bringing people together. Then establishing a private club is a great recurring revenue option for you. There are people who are willing to pay premiums for exclusivity, and this is exactly what you want your business model to bank on. With a high-quality club, you don't have to be responsible for creating all of the value and the content for your members. Instead, this platform encourages community building by getting members to help each other out. And this is especially great for business coaches and consultants. Here you can design both an online environment and arrange in-person meetups with your clients where they can exchange ideas and inspire each other. You can create private social media clubs, set up a co-working space, create private events and networking opportunities, or even establish a mastermind group. You maintain the presence, but you aren't solely responsible for everything that there is to learn and share here, and that is a great place to be. So, you know, recurring revenue is crucial to every business owner who wants predictability for stability and for better growth potential for the company. And these days, there are a variety of ways to ensure that you get regular income on a monthly basis. Recurring revenue streams create stable cash flow, they contribute to client retention, they increase your customer base, and they ultimately strengthen your bottom line. No matter what type of business you run, you'll benefit from recurring revenue. And if you're interested in the easiest recurring revenue to implement in your business, and we talked a little bit about it, check out the resources page at my website, entrepreneursaccountant.com, where I talk about service contracts. So that's all for this week, and I'm truly honored that you've chosen to invest your time with me. If you've enjoyed today's discussion, please consider subscribing to this podcast so that you'll never miss a future episode. It's easy to do by just clicking on that subscribe button or that follow button. And with that, we'll see you down the road.